The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The nursing industry is one of the fastest-growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and welcome back to our weekly look at nursing. Uh, Thank you for sharing Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse with your friends, colleagues on Facebook and on LinkedIn. We continue to hear from more and more people and that all comes through you. So thank you very much. This week has been another one fraught with crisis in the United States. We've had fires in the Northwest, hurricanes in the Southeast, and an unexplained murder of 50 people and nearly 500 injured by a single gunman. As a country, we are aware of these events, but we rarely think of how nurses impact these unsettling occurrences and are impacted by them. Nearly every event will bring people in contact with nurses as nurses rush in to help, triage people brought to them, and as they help in their communities with the aftermath. Have you ever stopped to think, who helps them? Fortunately, there are many forms of assistance geared toward nurses, most of them pretty quietly operating in the background. Today, our show is about meditative movements for the reflective nurse. And my two guests have learned a lot about this subject for themselves and many others with whom they share their knowledge. I am happy to introduce Ellie Peterson and Natalie Liu. Uh, Ellie, could you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm Ellie Peterson, creator of the Meditative Movement Technique, and I graduated from the College of St. Catherine. It's a local university here. I have over 35 years' experience personally as well as professionally working with individuals, and we offer workshops as a way for people to understand how they can integrate the technique via products as well as certificates so that individuals can practice and learn how, as a nurse in particular, you can have your own self-care and be who you want to be. That sounds great. Natalie, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Natalie Liu. I work at a local hospital as a nurse coach for quality and patient safety matters. And I started a hobby forum, The Reflective Nurse, which is a website you can find at www.thereflectivenurse.com. And there you'll find that I host a blog and I promote events that I host and co-host. Some are educational, some are fun, all are reflective. It's a chance for nurses to connect and reflect away from practice so that we can enhance what we do in our daily work. 
just curious, is it just for nurses or is it? It is for nurses others? and our partners in healing. Oh, Thank great. you for that clarification. Okay, yes, that absolutely. Helps a lot. So Ellie, can you um, go a little bit deeper and tell us more about your meditative movements and how you got involved in this? Sure. Meditative movements is a technique that I created. I was Ellie from the deli, so that was the first job that I held. And that was my professional career, so to speak. And yet my personal life really dictated that I needed to create the changes. I was divorced, had three small children, five, three, and one. I was a smoker, weighed 100 pounds and thought I was fat. And I hope you're understanding that very disconnected. And as we know in research today that that is trauma-induced um, kinds of behavior. And what I found through the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, was that we live in the present moment. And with that, we can start creating change in our own life when we're in the present moment. And with that, then, we can learn how to be fully present and to allow ourselves to enjoy life to the fullest. So the first thing that I wanted to do was to quit smoking. I got divorced, and then there was no one else to fix. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're aware of codependency, we look for people to fix. So alcohol, and uh, that was one of the reasons that Uh, we no longer were together was that it was an alcoholic relationship and really then owning my own part in my own healing and so I was grateful uh, for the experience so you can heal your life again taught me how to focus on um, being in the moment and so when I wanted to quit smoking I tried a lot of different times if you've been addicted to anything you know how difficult that can be I had tried not buying cigarettes and even, you know, knowing you're addicted, it was like, oh, there's a cigarette butt on the ground. I don't have any, so I think I'll pick it up. And so we look typically at our behavior first and think, oh, maybe there is something a little askew. And that really (laughs) helped me to say, I think you do. You are addicted. (laughs) And when I started to use affirmations, I found that, oh, I was being successful, and yet I was starting to gain weight. And I was gaining five pounds a month, and I thought, oh, I'll be 60 pounds heavier in a year, and that isn't what I want to do. I don't want to go back to smoking. So then I figured out that I could move. Exercise is good for us. It helps in so many ways to release stress and to really be focused. And yet how our minds can take us away from that, right? They can say, you ought to be doing this or something else. And so I really added the affirmations. I lived in the east side of St. Paul. There's Lake Phelan there. And again, a couple of key points was that At the time, cigarettes were 50 cents a pack. And I found, isn't it interesting that I don't really want to pay a sitter to watch my three kids, but I would spend that money buying a pack of cigarettes. So I started to uh, understand that I could spend money on myself. 
in a positive way. And I did that and then walked around the lake, mostly crying, because it was very stressful to, again, have the three small kids. Ellie from the deli, I was making $80 a week. That was in 1980, and yet the pressures were just enormous. And so when I would walk and cry and say, I can, which again was the first meditative movement, it was a way to tell myself that when you leave this hour that you're taking time for yourself, you can do what's necessary. You want to be a mother, you want to show up, you want to enjoy life, and I can do that was really the how the practice started. Great. And it's evolved, Leanne, into a practice that you can do at any time throughout the day. That's why it appeals to nurses in particular, is that when stress happens, it happens in the moment. The key really is to be physically aware and then to become aware of the mind as well, because both of those are clues for us to say, what am I experiencing in this moment? And then it's exercising your personal power in a way that says, okay, this is, especially if you're at... Uh, your job and interacting with people that you may understand that oh something's happening and I'll come back to that maybe through my practice and yet this is how I want to show up in this moment so the technique is uh, an opportunity to fully be present it uses the physical body because that's what we have in this world, right? And instead of using other addictions, when we feel the stress, for example, you can choose lots of different things, right? Even busyness is one that is a distracting focus. And as we talk with nurses, they we can find that they're into giving, 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 and it's really about one is to be present with yourself, know that you can give that to yourself, and then have a healthy relationship with who it is that you're caring for. And that involves a, a practice of not only knowing physically in your body, but also within your mind, what kinds of thoughts are going through um, your mind, and then to really be calm and to be present, because as uh, someone that's in a stressful situation, it's important for them to really be uh, have with people that are calm. This practice as well has some research behind it. The University of Minnesota did a research study with Pathways uh, patients and actually clientele. They are people that have chronic illnesses, fibromyalgia, cancer. And the study found that the technique reduces anxiety, depression, and fatigue, improves emotional and functional well-being. We did a program with them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I did meet Mary this weekend, and she said that Tim and her uh, were on one of your shows. So that's exciting. And the participants found that they had more calm. They slept better. Their blood pressure was decreased. They felt more positive about themselves. They had a less negative attitude. And for a lot of people, if you're familiar with affirmations, sometimes people shy away from it. They found that adding it with the movement just brought 
their life to a different level. They felt more centered. Uh, they also found more confidence and faith in the future. So when you're dealing with a chronic illness, right, that is a consideration. How do you be present in the moment and then feel that confidence? They also liked it because their self-esteem improved. They were more courageous. They found that they were less tired. Again, the fatigue was part of the study. And then the movements actually reduced their chronic pain. For our Western culture, we're very used to the first modality or thing that would happen right is a pill to get rid of this is about is the pain sharing with you is it giving you information and if so how can you be present to it and then maybe find different ways to allow that pain to be removed from your body how can you be with it and so it's a practice that can be used by anyone from a standpoint and yet nurses are finding a lot of value because they give and give and give and this is a way for them to fill up their self-care and to be fully present then with individuals that are looking for help from them. I have had chronic pain. I actually was born with some birth defects and so those have played out in my life many, many different places and, uh, I, re- and I did a lot of ignoring you know, because I'd always had it, it was just like, I'm not going to sit back, I'm, I'm going to do life, and I'm going to be involved, and so what I found was that I stopped listening to my body, and when I did, what I realized was, okay, my body would say, if you're not going to listen to me, I'll speak a little louder, and so the pain would get more and more and more and more intense until I literally could not move, and then I would be angry, at my body. How dare you keep me back from all the things I want to do instead of seeing it as a benefit that it was teaching me something that was useful in my life. Awesome. So, um, uh, yeah, so maybe we can just uh, uh, introduce uh, Natalie Lou a little bit and just tell us a little bit about um, Ellie, how you came to know Ellie, and um, some of her meditative movements. Oh, tell me more about the reflective nurse. Yeah, that's that's probably a great way to segue into how we came to meet one another. So, uh, although I have a day job, I also recognize as a nurse the importance of connecting with my colleagues and our partners in healing outside of our day-to-day work. So, um, some three years ago, I decided to start a hobby forum. I call it The Reflective Nurse. I have a website, like I said before, www.thereflectivenurse.com, where I host a blog. Um, I promote a nursing salon that I host. Sometimes it's annual, sometimes it's quarterly. It's when I can do it. And then I also meet with people like Ellie to co-host offerings. So we'll talk more about that in a bit, I think. Okay. Um, This all is very exciting and kind of opening up connections for me, I'm sure maybe for each of you too. Um, we are going to go and take a break here. Um, uh, you're listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and we just started really discussing uh, meditative movements and with Ellie Peterson and then also just beginning to talk with uh, Natalie Liu about the re- reflective nurse. Uh, and it, it's about self-care for nurses, and uh, so we will return to some open phone lines, callers, if you're interested in asking questions. Please contact us at 1-866-472-5792. Do you have a story of self-care that made a difference in your work or home life? Have you taken a course with Ellie or Natalie? 
And do you have any suggestions for people to promote their own mental and emotional health? So we'll take a break and we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Thank you for returning to our continued discussion on meditative movements for the reflective nurse and about self-care for nurses. We have our guests here, Ellie Peterson and Natalie Liu. We've just been talking with Ellie about some of the things that she has been doing, and now I'd like to turn to Natalie Liu and um, talk about how did you come to know Ellie and her meditative movements? Yeah, so I met Ellie through my holistic nutrition coach. Um, You can find her content at www.sagespoonliving.com. And she actually, as a partner in healing, had attended one of the events that I was hosting with the reflective nurse on uh, holistic medicine. And upon sitting in a circle of 17 nurses and taking that event in, she said, you know, there's somebody I really need you to meet because I think that her work is a symbiotic connection to what you're doing with the reflective nurse, nurse, taking nurses outside of their daily practice and finding a way to enhance themselves personally and professionally in practice. So we met, um, 
could say the rest is history. I've had the opportunity to now work with Ellie. Uh, we co-hosted an event together, and you can read about that on my blog, and there's all kinds of great links to Ellie's content on that. Page. Remind us about your blog. What, yeah, how would they find so, that? So www.thereflectivenurse.com is my website, and the blog is front and center there. So you can read a little bit about the event that we co-hosted this summer, Meditative Movements for the Reflective Nurse. The gift of self-care, actually, was the byline. And uh, that was an intimate group of um, around eight, nine nurses. Um, my mom even came. And we all, as a group, got to experience a morning of learning about the meditative movements, um, practicing it, and having some conversation around how we might take that practice into our daily work as nurses. I was reminded of being in an ethics class when I was in nursing school and the professor said, you know, the time to decide on your ethics is not in the middle of an ethical dilemma. It's to determine how you'll respond and react when you're in that moment. And I think that self-care is the same way. We need to be proactive and decide as caregivers how will I first care for myself so I can then care for the patients and, and their families? And so this opportunity to meet Ellie and to co-host this class um, under the umbrella of the reflective nurse was such a treat. And then I've also worked with her one-on-one. -on -one. I found that this was a practice that I really wanted to learn more about integrating in my daily life so that I could start my day in this way end my day in this way and access the movements throughout my day so that I have an active meditation. I've done a lot of different meditation work in my life and in my nursing practice and I've had a hard time finding one that really sticks. Sometimes I'm sitting there quietly wondering what am I doing <laughs> and this practice really gives me the opportunity to do something. It, it's it's action oriented and, and that's what nursing is all about. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about uh, the movements. I understand that, Ellie, you worked with Natalie on several movements. Could you share a little of how that works? Sure. It's fun because, as Natalie was sharing, that it's important to really understand how you want to integrate the movements. So Natalie talked about what her desire was, especially starting the day. So, Natalie, maybe you can take it from there. And so this is rich. So I said, you know, I've developed this habit. Somewhere along the line, we develop habits, right? Good, bad, ugly. I developed this habit of starting my day with my phone. I don't think I'm alone in this practice. And so, you know, my alarm goes off. It's a lovely chime. It's, it's a sound that I find pleasing. And then I have the opportunity to connect outside of myself with any number of things as we do with the phone. And and I find that easily, you know, 15 or 20 minutes can become my wake up period and I'm connecting externally, but not really internally. So so I, I shared this with Ellie and I said, how could I shift this and transition this habit to starting with the movements instead of with my phone? And and I really appreciate that she said, well, let's honor the phone. Let's, let's thank it for, for waking you up. I mean, even, <laughs> hold the phone and and thank it for serving the purpose of waking you and this reminded me of the magic joy of tidying up by Marie Kondo the whole hold the object thank it for what it is and then and then set it set it to its next purpose and and so this resonated with me so 
I've, I've developed this practice now of thanking the phone and setting it down and then moving into, I'd like to say I move right into meditative movements, but we also have a puppy at home right now. And so there is that need of, of getting him to um, his potty mat <laughs> for potty training. And then I've set up my yoga mat the night before. So we each have our mat time. <laughs> so he does his business. Then I, I start with my meditative movements and uh, the, the context has been laid for each of us to go about starting our day. And so I've, I've taken three movements that Ellie taught me to really just set the context of, of how I begin my day. I have to say that it, it struck me that you're doing your movements and he's doing his. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Spoken like a true nurse. Yeah, yeah. We, we love output. Absolutely. Input and output. Input and output. So, Ellie, explain a little bit about what how you set up those um, uh I don't. I don't know what you, how you would say, it, but the me, the movements, the meditative movements with uh, Natalie. How did you do that, and what did you do? Can other people do it? Uh, absolutely. It's about understanding what's realistic for you and starting out slow. And Natalie used a key part of how to love ourselves. So self care is about loving ourselves and to value ourselves and to take that time. So recognizing first how much time are you willing to take? I shared with my story that I took the hour getting a babysitter a dedicated time and to really focus on that and being as uh, judicious about reserving that and learning how to say no to others if it interferes with that and yet sometimes we get excited and it's like oh I want to do this and then we find that the reality of the day makes it difficult for us to do that so the practice really is about taking the time and what is doable because sometimes things come up we can get off schedule and how can we get back on or honor even those that may may need to respond especially in the nursing environment right and I think that that's nursing I mean we really as a profession have unfortunately become taskmasters what things do I need to check off the list what's being thrown at me and pulling me away from what I intended to start and when you have a practice of owning your intention and owning what you're setting out to do, it makes it easier to stay the course, I think, which is why the movements are so applicable to nursing and our partners in healing as well. Right. And then transferable. So if the I'm supported is one of the movements that we're going to do, that if you find that you're waiting at the elevator, you're waiting for coffee, how could I then take that time? A lot of us might be going through a list and it's like, nope. You know, I maybe missed the time that I would have spent here. I can find time throughout the day to practice this and, and to find ways. So that is part of it, Leanne, is how to share the movements because the other thing is to really then embody the movement for yourself so that you don't have to think too much about it, right? And yet you you really can't do the movement wrong. If, if I'm standing in front of the elevator, the copy machine, is somebody going to be watching me and going, what is wrong with her? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> there, there, you can be subtle. Yes. <laughs> you can be you, subtle. You bring up a good point because all of the movements have affirmations associated with them. So I do tell people that perhaps you don't want to be saying the affirmations out loud. However, it's very doable. We have 
50 to 70,000 thoughts that go through our mind per day. And a lot of those tend to be negative. So what meditative movements is doing is really to retrain not only your body, but your mind to know that you are, and I stay with the I am supported, you are supported. Your physical body supports you. And Leanne, you had talked about your body is your body and it needs to be listened to. And we have developed habits as we all attest to that suggest that a doing is more important than who we are being. And this focus is about yes, you can do. And it's also a yes to my body wants me to listen to it and to behave in ways that it's honoring that. As a nurse, <clears throat> I um kind of like what you were saying, Natalie, is um, the checklist is all important. And then that's part of my personality, too. I love checklists and crossing everything off. But also what I found was that I could approve of myself based on how much I was doing. And um, somebody brought it home to me by saying, Leanne, you're a human doing, not a human being. And that, it took me even a while of thinking about that in my mind. I, I What did she mean? And And what you know how how can I change that and so it still took a, a fair amount of time of actually focusing on saying I don't want to be a human doing I want to be a human being so share with us how we do that that's awesome because this practice is about we are already valuable so you had asked what do I want nurses to know that you are valuable you are worthwhile you are important you are lovable and to know that then you're freely giving now you're giving from a place that oh this is actually detracting from me perhaps and I'm not giving joyfully and to have that awareness so the practice again is about letting go of the outside circumstances so that they're not giving you your value it's about I am already valuable and to really own that and to Feel it in your body and when most of us, especially with a practice that you say that and if you say it to yourself, maybe nobody will hear it and yet right we're yeah. in our own bodies, this is our mind, whether we like what it's yeah. telling us or not and it's being able to listen to that and to know that, oh, that's past conditioning. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for showing up because now I know that I can say Oh, I am valuable. And like nursing, it's a practice, not a perfect. Exactly. Yes. And the awareness. Life is a practice, not a perfect. <laughs> Somebody told me that she, she practiced being imperfect. And I thought that was the craziest thing. You know, why would you do that? Doesn't everybody want to strive for perfection? Everybody's doing it now. <laughs> yeah, right. All the cool kids are doing All imperfection. Cool kids, okay. well, that's, I got that one now. And I did a blog recently that said, um, I learned from my mistakes, so I do them on purpose. And then it actually spelled purpose incorrectly. <laughs> so you got to practice what you preach. <laughs> and that is key too, right? Nurses yeah. know that they want to give healing to others and it's functional things yeah. that are done. And yet the heart is really... I think you were talking about there uh, three... Uh, words with a movement that goes with it. Could you describe that with how you did that with Natalie? The practice, yeah, and if we have time, we can, I can. About four minutes. Okay, why don't I break down the practice first and then when we come back, okay. excuse me, we good. can 
And then people can play along. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please call yes. in. So the first part of the practice is about being in your physical body, knowing that you have physical limits, maybe you need to stretch more. And in a lot of practices, we may come to think that it has to be a certain way, where this is opening up your mind and suggesting that, how is my body today? Is it tired? Is it energized? What is it? And to then be present in the body. Any type of workout really needs to include flexibility and balance, strengthening, and cardio. That's ideal because our cardio workouts allow us then to improve our breath, right, and to um that's the one for weight loss too if that's something that uh, is a result that you're looking for flexibility and balance is very important then as we know that just moving our hands we want that to be enjoyable and to move our physical body and then strength is necessary as well because you want to be able to pick up groceries easily and Natalie can talk more about the physical right strength that is actually needed as a nurse to physical demands absolutely yeah and how to stay with that so that's the first part of the practice is how is my body responding because as a nurse with self-care perhaps if the body is saying no then you can say oh there must be a way that I'm supposed to do this differently now you're no longer angry with the system or to say can't be that you're more curious on oh how this isn't working for me and it's probably not working for other nurses if you're aware of an illness usually as soon as you start talking to people you find oh my god this is much more prevalent and that's what I found I'm not alone exactly (laughs) and that's what I found I taught 14 classes a week um, at the height of my career when I was teaching full-time hour classes and it wasn't something new. Uh, A lot of women do not like themselves. They do not like their physical body. There's something wrong with it. And that's the first thing to get in touch with. Wow, my body's perfect just the way it is. It's my mind that has been causing undue stress and that's why the affirmations are key to the practice they are affirmations that are core value and they are (coughs) excuse me those that are i am and maybe natalie can do a little bit yeah i mean i think what i'll piggyback on I, i really like ellie how you highlighted that this is a practice that touches on strength flexibility and cardio and in nursing if we in our professional practice can figuratively think about how we need strength sometimes that strength comes in a physical form and sometimes it comes by way of needing to speak up when we see something that isn't right we need flexibility that's the fluidity in our days that I was talking about before and cardio you need heart you need heart to be in this practice. Nursing is not for the faint at heart. And so when you've honed in on a mind-body practice like meditative movements, you really, as a nurse, have now found or developed an arrow for your quiver that you can pull out in your day that will give you that strength, flexibility, and cardio that you need either literally or figuratively. I mean, that's, that's where I've really found the value in this practice. Great. 
So would you like to um, go further, Ellie? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and the breath is another key if you have practiced meditation, which we were sharing before. Mm-hmm. Leanne, maybe you want to share a little bit about what you're seeing with the meditation. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, uh, I, I practice Buddhism, and um, what has helped me is I kind of had a, a pattern now of I start with my chanting in the morning, and I start with what do I want to achieve for the day, but also just where am I now, just kind of feeling myself, where am I now, and noticing my environment. So I actually live now in a nature preserve. I'm about 50 feet from a lake, um, and I'm always wondering, well, what's what's there that's new today? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get into that, then it's it feels more positive, and then everything I do from that seems to be more on a positive turn. The other thing I've learned is that my environment reflects me. And so if I don't like what I'm seeing outside, I can yell at outside mm-hmm. forever. You know, you people, you're driving me crazy mm-hmm. and whatever is going on. But nothing there changes until I change, and then my environment reflects that change. So that's what has happened for me. Um, we actually could take a break here. Uh, we're a little bit early, but let's let's take it here, and then we can come back and kind of continue on this. And I'm really hoping that other people will join us. Um, I am just really, I'm enjoying this conversation, and it's opening up lots of things for me, too. So uh, we will be returning back. We're talking about meditative movements for the reflective nurse with Ellie Peterson and Natalie Liu. And as I said, when we return, we're, we're, we do have open lines for 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. I know there are a lot of people out there who are experiencing these same kinds of things, and we would love to talk with you. So uh, we will be back in about three minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and she's right. We're back with Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. And today we're talking about meditative movements for the reflective nurse with Ellie Peterson and Natalie Liu. And we're, we're just getting into the fun here. <laughs> so um, we, we've been mostly talking about it, but now we'd like to practice it. And Ellie is going to lead us in how to do that. So I'm hoping you will join us. We're going to do it here in the studio, and we're hoping that you will join us at home. Yes. To get a feel for it. And the movements are available at meditativemovements.com. So please enjoy the practice, and then you'll be able to go there and see a video, especially of the eight yes to life movements. Although we're going to start with one of the movements that I recommend, in life we need to feel supported. And recognizing that our body does support us is really how we start the practice. So as Leanne shared, I invite you to join uh, Natalie and Leanne as we all practice It starts with our feet on the floor. If you're seated, really feel your feet on the floor. You can also stand. If you have a job where you're um, standing most of the time, perhaps you want to sit. If your job involves sitting, then perhaps you want to stand because our bodies want to move. So we start by feeling our feet, although I'd offer if you're in a external environment you probably have socks on and shoes so really feel your feet inside those and then feel your feet against either the carpet or the hardwood floor just notice that and then bring your feet together because when you make a slight change with your physical body since our body is totally connected it makes a change throughout our body now move your legs really far apart And notice how that feels to sit in the chair or to be standing. And then most people like to sit or stand with their feet about hip width apart. I was like, since you recognize I had a poor body image, (laughs) that I like to look down sometimes and say, oh, I wonder how wide I think my hips are today. (laughs) Because we do want to have fun with the practice. We want to be in our bodies. Our bodies are here for us. And so to enjoy the practice makes it easier. So now point your toes out and notice that how that slight change makes a difference. And then point your toes in. Notice that change. Most people, again, like to have their feet about hip-width apart, parallel, or a little pointed out known as the plie style. What is it for you? How are you coming? And again, know that 
your body is perfect recognize it if there's pain at any time that's an indication to stop so that's the only rule with meditative movements because pain is an indication that you've hit a limit and that your body is asking that you honor it and to find perhaps a different way or to stretch it in a way that is pleasing so we are in a uh, physical position that our body enjoys then we focus our attention on our breath so take a deep breath in healing blow it out another deep breath in healing blow it out what's unique about meditative movements is that it incorporates the affirmations you're invited to say them out loud and the reason is that you have your own voice. You need to hear. How does it sound when I say I am supported? So when I do my workshops, I put a little sign on top of my head because this stretches people, right? They're used to saying things, uh, not necessarily really to, to know that they're supported and to say that out loud. So I do invite you to say it out loud. Again, if it adds too much pain for you, you can say it internally because again, we have so much self-talk. So let's take a deep breath in healing, exhaling, and we'll add the affirmation, I, I am supported. supported. Notice how your body responds, your mind. Let's try it again, another deep breath in healing. Exhaling. I, I am supported. And this practice allows you, you can do the movements, you can do the breath like four times, eight times, and you can add the affirmation uh, four times, eight times. For simplicity, we'll do all of them two times so that you can experience a couple different movements. And yet, what does it mean to know that your feet support you? It's really about how did you get here? Did you walk here? Most of us, did you rush here? It's really thanking your feet and feeling that connection that they have to, again, being supported by your shoes if you have those, or the floor, or your mat. It's really making that connection and feeling grateful for that support. And we move our attention to our head. So slowly bring your chin down to your chest. Bring your head back up to, into alignment. And so you're moving in your head and noticing, am I tight? If you do the movement before you get, or after you get out of bed, you notice, oh, did I sleep? How did I sleep today? How was my pillow? Maybe ear to shoulder other ear to shoulder again what we're doing is honoring if you've had an injury and I would be moving my ear to my shoulder you would honor your own experience and say oh right now this is where I can stretch and again feeling good about that because I have only made progress so to speak in honoring and to say this is what I can do now and to be grateful for that so then bringing your chin down to your chest, maybe circling your head, because our bodies continually change. And again, we want to appreciate them and honor where they're at. So then place your head in a position where it is over the rest of your body. For me, that's kind of tucking my chin a little bit because I tend to be in a hurry. 
bringing the chin back is a way to say I can be in this present moment, no need to rush into the next. If you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle's work, he says that stress is really wanting to be in the future, allowing your mind to be in the past, and yet when we're in fully the present moment, there is no stress. So let's physically understand that, place our body in that position, and what do we do? We focus on our breath. Take a deep breath, inhaling, blow it out. Another deep breath, inhaling, blow it out. Ready to add the affirmation. Take a deep breath, inhaling, exhaling, I, I am supported. Another deep breath, inhaling, exhaling, I am supported. And we pause and recognize how we're supported. Most of us like our hair. <laughs> Liking our hair. Actually, that was the first thing after reading Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. She asked to like some part of my your body, and I said, well, at least I can like my hair. So we start small. We appreciate our hair. We live in Minnesota here, so that means that it does help keep our head warm. <laughs> so we appreciate that. We appreciate our brains that are inside of our head, allow us to speak, allow us to think, to do a lot of different functioning. And then we move to all the senses that are in our head. Our eyes we get to see. What a gift that is. Our noses we get to smell. Our mouths we get to taste. We get to speak. We get to kiss. And then our ears we get to hear. And when we say the I am supported, we're actually really appreciating those senses and knowing that they do support us here in this world. So the rest of the movement is about going through the rest of the body, but I'll kind of send it over to Natalie or to Leanne as a way to talk about how you see your body supporting you in this practice maybe. Yeah, and I think that the I Am Supported movement is one that I've had the good fortune of sharing with some of the nurses that I support as a nurse coach at the bedside. Oftentimes, I'm supporting someone in a very high-risk, um, low-frequency task and creating a sense of presence of mind before we go into a task that may be stressful for ourselves in practice and for our patients is one that really grounds us in the relationship we have to our practice and our patients. So I've even used I am supported um, before doing something um, as simple as doing a sterile dressing change where I've invited that nurse, if it's not something they've done for a while, to look over the practice, look over the steps in that practice. I think it's like 19 different steps. And instead of getting into that moment of concern for what he or she may not do right, grounding ourselves in the moment of the support that's around us. We have resources. We can bring we can bring this page right into the bedside with us and and call out each one of these steps. And we can pause and whether we say this 
out loud or just to ourselves, I am supported. Thinking about what it is in our practice that that is supportive, whether it's the resources that our institution provides or that which we find within ourselves in our own personal and professional practice. We, we have support around us and it's important to remind ourselves of that throughout the day as we check things off the list. As I've said before, um, my day work is working with nurses returning to nursing after various periods of time, um, anywhere from a couple of years away from nursing to 20, 30, 40 years away from nursing. So you can imagine the internal talk that is what am I thinking of? Mm-hmm. You know, who thought this was a good idea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm going to start using this. Um, one of the things uh, when we're doing skills testing is one of the areas that everybody gets really panicky. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to do this uh, starting out is that we'll all do this kind of meditative, you know, I am confident, I am mm-hmm. com- competent. Mm-hmm. And um and then go through the session together. I think that will be very helpful for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's another movement to piggyback on this one, if we can go there, Leah. Does that work? Let's do the yes to life, because this is one that's very easy to do. If you recognize that when you had shared, you can your outer world really reflects your inner that, I found that I was saying, no, I don't like this. It should be that way. And again, Louise Hay, her book really brought that home to me, that the choice of words that we use, you're actually saying no to what is, and that's where your resistance coming in and your stress. So this is a way to, you might not like it, and that's okay, <laughs> right? And yet it's about being able to say yes. So slowly bring your chin down to your chest, bring your head back up. And we know this as saying yes, right? Continue to nod. And you can add the breath, inhaling, going down. Exhaling, coming up. Inhaling, going down. And then you can say the affirmation because you have power. It's yes. Yes to life. Yes. Inhaling, going down. Exhaling, yes. Yes to life. Yes. And I'll let Natalie share a little bit. I love this movement. I think that uh, you can say yes to life or you can say yes to success or you can say yes to just about anything that you want to bring in. And you can also say no as a release. And so just as simple as we bow down and say yes, we can turn as Ellie has taught me to either side and say no to that which we wish to release from our practice or from our radar, from our self-talk, exactly. So I I think that this is just such a rich example, like like what I try to do with the reflective nurse of, of a practice that you can make part of just about any part of your day or practice. And I'm so grateful to have found Ellie in the practice. It's, it's, it's bringing great enhancement to my life. Thank you, Ellie. Me too. I'm yes. really excited, and especially because having done the Pathways um, program that we did a few weeks ago, and to realize that your program is what they were, their statistics are exactly. coming from. Yes. And so that's very exciting to me. I really hate to have to bring this to a close, <laughs> truly. Um, and I hope that many of you will be able to um, check out the websites for both Ellie Peterson and for Natalie Liu 
and uh, see if there are some connections there for you that you didn't maybe know were possible. So um, we are ending this particular program of Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and we've been talking with Ellie Peterson and Natalie Liu. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to try and uh, start this uh, going forward. Next week, I will be talking to two uh, male nurses, which it occurred to me that uh, about 20% of nurses in the United States are uh, men, and I thought it'd be really interesting to be able to get that perspective. So join us again next time, and uh, I hope that you uh, take good care of yourself and say positive things. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.